Today is the third part in our three-part series on getting the freedom to focus so that you can achieve what you want this year. There are a handful of days in my life that I remember because of their mind-blowing impact on me. And one of those was the day when I was given a practice that I was told could change any area of my life. And I doubted it when I first received it, but then I saw its effects and I've had the privilege of observing the effects of this science applied by people like you and me for the last two decades. And since then, I've been hooked. It is the third step in our three-part series. It's something you can't ignore if you want to do the best work of your career and experience an amazing and easier year ahead. I want to get it in your hands today. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Do you wish you could get to the root of what keeps you from making some of the changes you want to make, from taking the actions and making the decisions that you can enjoy more happiness and success? I mean, you know what they are. We talked about them. You've nailed down by this time your great goal or goals for the year. You have looked at how to keep yourself in that higher state of emotion, moving yourself fluidly and rapidly, as we discussed in the second part of our series, from your sympathetic nervous system to your parasympathetic nervous system. Today, I'm going a little bit further. We're going to lock in that change, and I'm going to tell you how to get to the root of it and how you can use a practice that doesn't take hours to do, but that without a doubt, science is backed, will create and allow for the change that you desire. When I think about all the resources and the tips and trainings on doing the best work of our careers and creating lives that we really desire, I realize that many of us are still looking for approaches that are grounded in sound scientific evidence. And I know this was true for me years ago. I was a young professional who was walking around Chicago, overwhelmed at work and underwhelmed by life. And I was given this knowledge to create massive change in any area of my life. And as I said, I was suspicious, but I was hungry, really hungry for it. I had done everything I could think of to create the next level of my experience or happiness or success, and it wasn't working. So I was ready to test this out and test I did. Since then, we've been fortunate enough to have brain function, physics, biology, and neuroscience all come together and confirm what I proved with results for myself. And as I said, that I have witnessed with thousands of others who got remarkable results and changes, whether that's in their health or their performance or their quality of life. And it begins with truly being able to change one's mind. And it's done with a practice that is more simple than you can imagine, but it also is one you've probably used before without knowing it, and that any of the greats in history have used to create things that have never been before. They first begin by identifying and holding on to a dream or an aspiration or a goal, regardless of what their current reality and present circumstances are showing evidence of. 
If you think about the great leaders in history, the ones that we all read about, they all believed in a future that was so real in their minds that they began to live it as if it was already happening. So greats like Gandhi, Thomas Edison, Martin Luther King, anyone who's done anything great, they were so possessed by their visions and dreams that they acted in a way that corresponded to their future reality all of the time. They behaved as if what they envisioned was already happening. Let's take Gandhi. In the 1900s, India was under colonial rule and the ways of the land, which was under British control, didn't match at all with Gandhi's belief. It didn't match with what he desired for a reality, which was that there was freedom and nonviolence for all. His current circumstance and his environment had no evidence that he could actually meet his aspiration, that he could achieve or make it real. At that time, people were being beaten. They were locked up. They weren't allowed to have freedom of thought or speech. And he wasn't seeing progress in his desire, in his aspiration or goal. He wasn't getting pats on the back that he was doing a great job. In fact, for a long time, his external world did not reflect back at all that he was making a difference. But Gandhi and other greats in history, they did not allow conditions in their external world to control them. Instead, he remained possessed with this future vision, this future that he could not see yet in his current reality. And here is what is key. He behaved as if what he envisioned was already happening. He was unconditionally committed to his vision that one day the people of India would experience freedom and nonviolence. Most importantly, he was ahead of their time because they didn't have all of the scientific evidence that we have now. And he knew that his thoughts and his feelings and his actions being in line with the reality that he wanted would bend his current environment to reflect him. And eventually they did. So just think if Martin Luther King, for example, said, I have to see evidence in my outside environment that the world is going to change to give black people the same rights as white people. What if he said, I have a vision, but it has to happen on this timetable or I'm going to stop? He didn't do that. He, like the other greats I mentioned, believed in a future that they could not see with their senses in the moment, but which was so alive in their mind that they could not live it any other way. So here's the thing. I don't want you to believe anything I say. I want you to see it for yourself. If you stop for a moment and think of a time in your life where you wanted something, a future reality that you didn't have yet, maybe it was something that you never had created or ever seen. Maybe it was just illogical. And you started thinking about it as though, despite it not being your current reality, you thought of it like it was. When I asked this question of a CEO the other day, she recalled creating products for an entirely new industry where the company had always been in an automotive type of product line. The idea came to turn the company to medical. And her current reality didn't reflect evidence that that was possible. And regardless, though, she became completely immersed in a reality that didn't exist. This is the key. She's got there in advance. And the same's happened for you, I know. You just might not have recognized it. You've had moments like these. Now, I want you to go instead and think of how often we stop working on our goal or our objective because our environment doesn't show us the evidence that we need to stay the course. Maybe we're waiting for our work environment to reflect leadership that publicly endorses our special project. Or we want the growth of the sales to be higher by the weekly report. 
maybe we're waiting for people to like coming to work so we refrain from expanding our relationship until they do. We're waiting for some type of evidence. Maybe in other environments, we want to see people being more respectful to each other instead of us thinking and feeling and acting as if we were in that reality of the future already where that existed. We do the same and perform the same as we always have. And we perform the same as those people we get resentful of in leadership. And then we quit. It's in these moments when we let our environment control us instead of talking to our brain in the way the brain works and can hear so we can change our environment. And too often we want to change, but we want things in our environment to change in order for us to change with it. We say the environment should lead us and then we will go about showing up. It's absolutely backwards. And it's the number one reason in an overstretched and unfocused world why so many won't get the change that they want this year. Greatness, in whatever way you define it, whatever that means to you, it requires that you hold on to your dream or your vision or your goal, regardless of the circumstances in front of you. So how do you do this when reality is staring you in the face and the rest of the world's determined to distract you from your focus and your brain's giving you 100 pounds of evidence that it's not going to work out? Here's what you do. You mentally rehearse it. The greats and anyone who's created things that they've never seen or that have never been before, they kept reminding themselves of the reality they were focused on. And to do this, they had to have held mental rehearsals. A mental rehearsal means entering into a new state of being, that state of being of the future reality. And a state of being is determined by your thoughts and by your feelings and your behaviors, by repeatedly focusing on being in that new state, in a new memorized state, ends up being programmed. And all of the greats, the ones that you admire, Gandhi, Martin Luther, among the scores of others, they steep themselves in that existence and that new reality, how they would think and feel and behave in their futurality. And then they led their present life from that spot. Now, what we tend to forget is that we are all mentally rehearsing something. You know what I'm talking about? It's that stuff that's ruminating in our minds all day long, like, ah, I never have enough time. I'm in trouble now. This isn't going to work. And what we know from science is that what we are mentally rehearsing, we're creating. What we know is that a lot of high performers that I see these days are rehearsing and unwanted past or a dreaded future. And that that reason alone is why they continue to repeat that limited reality. They're rehearsing and obsessing over all the wrong things. The good news is, is that we can change our brains and we have to change our brains. We have to change our minds. We have to create a new personality for ourselves. And we can do this just by thinking differently. It's amazing. Just by thinking differently, we can make this change. We can experience not just a new personal reality, but our new personality. Here's what I learned on that day many years ago that was eventually responsible for a drastically and rapidly improved reality from the one I'd been living. Listen carefully. If we repeatedly think about something to the exclusion of everything else, we will encounter a moment when the thought becomes the experience. When this occurs, neurons fire together and they start rewiring. And your rewired programming, your changed mind, your new mind, then creates the results you want. 
And this is exactly what is a must for that change that you identified this year, earlier in this series. Your existing hardware is not going to take you there. If it could, it already would have. For all you left-brainers, it's very easy to understand. If the input remains the same, the output has to remain the same too. And then how then can we ever create anything new? So if you wanted to reduce how many hours you work, but achieve just as much, or you want to go on that once-in-a-lifetime vacation, or you want to change the way you experience your relationships, or you want to prepare to sell your company or leave your company for a more fulfilling role, it makes no difference at all what it is or how big it is. It can be with a parking spot for that matter. Mentally rehearsing it will get it for you and will change and embed your environment for your new reality. And when you do this, you have created a brain that is ready for your experience of the future and your mind's ready for the challenge. It has repeated it so many times. It's rehearsed it so much that it's acting ahead of the reality changing. That's the best part that I found is that it provides you with your direct map to your idealized reality. You start to have the very amazing creative cognition and ideas and solutions to take you and bend that environment. You know exactly how to respond. That's when your mind has been changed and your brain is free of that old personality that previously limited you and has been keeping you in the one that you currently have that confuses you, that you wonder, why am I stuck? Why am I not taking the actions and making the decisions to move me to my life-changing experience at work or home? And the best way to do this is to begin your mental rehearsal with these two provocative lines of questioning. What would it be like to, what would it be like to live in that reality? And what if I was this person living in this reality? What would it be like to be in that reality? Then be it, feel it, behave like that in present time. And you will in time and with commitment, see that the environment bends to you and your success and it's going to be yours. You have been warned here that you can't create a new reality with your same personality. You have to become someone new, or at least who you are with a new way of being. That's why change isn't occurring and won't occur for some people this year. And when we set aside time to think about this new way of being, that is when we begin to have our brain firing in new ways, the brain science shows that it will take us to the future idealized vision that we have. So, so many people are like, I wish my husband would change. I wish my spouse would change in this way. I'm going to wait for that to happen. Until then, I have to operate and enable and condition. When really, all we have to do, this is at home and this is a lot of times at the workplace. I see leaders doing this all the time where it's like, well, they're not supporting me, so I can't show up the way I need to. What if you were in that reality right now? How would you show up? Would you create a a strategic plan? Would you move on it? Would you get people to back you and explain it to them and educate? That is an example of starting with the idealized reality, not just in mind, but rehearsed, obsessed about, and possessed in it. The greats of history have demonstrated this, and thousands and thousands of ordinary people have done it, and so can you. They are reminding themselves daily with mental rehearsals that their future reality is already here. And you can do this now with your own practice. 
Your call to action this week is to make a mental rehearsal, a daily practice. It doesn't need to take more than five minutes. In fact, it can take two to four. It's best done in the morning or right before bed when your brain's most receptive to suggested thought. You can read something you've prepared already that you've written as though this is the reality I'm living in already where people are responding like this and I have these people around me. The program, the experience, the vacation, whatever it is, is and you're describing it. Understand that thought alone is not enough. So whether you're writing it and immersing yourself in that feeling or you're simply going into the silence of it and going into that new reality, whichever way, understand that emotion is the ultimate conductor to fire those neurons together and that that's the way the brain is working together. I'd love to hear from you to share with me when you do this and your mind is blown like mine was and all of the best ways, of course, and to hear what it is that you have changed, what you have become, whatever it is that you have created, simply by, again, rehearsing it, nurturing it, and operating in the present time with your future reality as already here. This is Rita Highland. You're listening to the Playing Flop podcast today. Have a great week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.